Well, hello. You are listening to the Swinging Flamingo Podcast. This is a sexually explicit podcast, and you must be 18 to listen unless you want to share an awkward listening experience with your parents. This is not professional advice. This is our opinion based on our journey through the swinging lifestyle. So, are you ready to flamingo with us? Hello, darling. It's nice to see you. It's been a long time. Oh my God, do not kill our listeners' ears with you trying to sing. I've been thinking we haven't started enough shows with Conway Twitty. Just because we're from the South does not mean that we have to portray Southern things. What makes you think Conway Twitty's Southern? Where's he from? Fuck if I know. I'm just, the show needs more Conway Twitty. That's all I'm saying. You must have been listening to him instead of Miley Cyrus or Britney Spears while you were walking in the gym. You don't even want me to imitate those two. No, we do not. <laughs> I can tell you right now. We are saving everyone's ears. We do not want you. Even the show is literally a party in the USA. <laughs> you and your tight-fitting jeans. More Conway Twitty references there. All right. We are on episode 46, and you're listening to the Swinging Flamingos. Hello again. It's been a while. It has. A couple months. Darling. <laughs> See how well that just segued in what we got going? Mm-hmm. I am going to say we did... Miss last month, but it's because we actually married off our daughter, who we thought would never get married. How did the wedding go? Well, I figured out I am definitely have a calling for decorations, and I did a magnif- magnificent, I can't say that word. Magnanimous? Magnificent? 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 What? How do you say it? Magnificent. <laughs> what, what are you drinking tonight, by the way? What, who's sponsoring our show? I think Jameson's got the uh, label on this one tonight. (laughs) Anyways, the wedding looked really good. It was a country wedding. It was outdoors. So, of course, it downpoured. And, of course, the in-laws became nightmares. You became the momzilla, too. It got ugly. It wasn't because I was being a bitch. It was because it had to happen. I mean, my own family, who I'm estranged from, stepped in. And my sister was taking off her earrings and her heel was ready to kick some ass for me. To your credit, you put in probably 18 months worth of work and prep time for this wedding. You get everything done, and then the in-laws, namely the new mother-in-law, stepped in at the 11th hour and started running her mouth. She probably could have just fucked off and everything would have been fine. It went south real quick, but it was very pretty, and she got married and was happy now that it's been a a month. (laughs) We've all had time to decompress. Well, some other semi-good news is we are fixing to be empty nesters again. For the second time, the boy decided he's going to venture out on his own once again. He came home one day, said, I'm out. And I really think he's moved out because he hasn't been here the last two nights. <laughs> Are we that strict of parents? What's the deal? He's 21. He needs to move out. He's a grown man. He needs to be gone. Here's the cool thing. I can get my office and my recording studio back. Don't look at me like it's a no. What are you talking about? I enjoy recording in this closet. I think out of five bedrooms in the house, I should be entitled (laughs) to at least one of them to do whatever the fuck I want to. You have this nice size closet. Fuck. This is going to be, again, the out of the closet podcast because I'm going back (laughs) to the office. So for the past month, we have literally been homebodies. I think we're not doing anything through Halloween. We finished up with Pod Bash, which we're going to talk about today. I had a work travel. 
actually weekly work travel, but I've been doing absolutely zero on weekends. Only because I've been making you. I need some downtime after that wedding. It was a very stressful time. Let me put it that way. But we do have some dates coming up. Some of our Pod Bash people are coming into town and we're going to hit a few of those dates. They're big Disney fans as well. So they're always going to the happiest place on earth. When they come to Dallas, we're going to take them to my happiest place on earth. The the Lodge. No, that's my happiest place. Your happiest place is probably the gym. So you think I prefer the gym over naked women and good food? Yes. Wow. I see what you think about me. (laughs) You are a gym rat. And I I would like someone to prove me wrong. Okay. I'm not going to debate it with you, but you may not be far off. I really have to think about this. (laughs) That is bad. I am questioning myself now that you mention it. Yep. So let's go ahead and jump forward to Vegas. Whenever we go on these trips, we've learned to usually take a few days and sandwich either the front side or the back side of them and enjoy a few days in town rather than just the event. This time we went Monday through Sunday, with Monday through Wednesday being kind of a warm-up for us just to spend some time in Vegas and look around. I know it's been prior to COVID of us actually spending time in Vegas. So what were your thoughts on our Vegas trip outside of the event? Oh, that's kind of a rough question because personally, I'm not a big Vegas person person. The lifestyle for me is not that great there because we don't want to hit like the green door or the red rooster. What? The green door? That's like the jerking dead. You know, what's what's wrong with a herd of guys following you around stroking their dicks? Is that not your scene? No. Now we have heard of some other ones and so I was looking forward to maybe hitting those but we didn't get to. Um, so then we we stayed off strip this time but close enough that we could walk to it. I don't know if it's because we spent a lot of time this summer in New Orleans that I was just kind of like drunk people walking around. It's just not as entertaining to me at the moment. I'm in agreement. I think I'm at that age where the glitz and the glam of Vegas just doesn't do it for me. And I also know there's much better places that we can spend a lot less money and enjoy people watching a lot more. Now, with that said, we did find some cool little areas that kind of had cheaper drinks and stuff like that, but they weren't on the strip. We had to completely go off of the strip to go find anything like that. It wasn't totally bad. I got to experience a new gym that I'd seen online where a lot of the influencers, as well as Mr. and Miss Olympia's train at, called the Dragon's Lair. I got to that every morning, even though my back prior to this event has been tweaked up where I can't even do legs or back. In all honesty, I was in a lot of pain going into this event all around. So like I said, some of our friends here locally from Texas actually recommended a little bar that was off the strip. And we actually went to that area and hung out there quite a bit. We spent the whole evening there basically day drinking into the night. We both had a couple appetizers. Our bill was $70 with all of our drinks plus food, which again, we spent $50 on two drinks on the strip. Yeah, and I don't drink beer. And I was drinking, I think, whiskey there. Yeah, I thought that was really good. So let's talk a little bit about the area that we're in. We visited the Arts District, which you've probably heard it mentioned on some other podcasts. It is kind of the older edge of town. You go past the Stratosphere. There was a bunch of trendy little shops. Antique places. Tattoo parlors. Yeah. Now what's funny, some friends that we met ended up in the same area, and they asked the cabbie to take them to some pawn shops. So unbeknownst to them, they went to the Pawn Stars Pawn Shop which they'd never seen the program, so they were kind of confused as to why everybody was raving and getting all excited to go to this big pawn shop. Yeah, because it's kind of in a rough area. It's nothing, like the outside of it's not great looking. You probably don't want to walk there from the strip, I'll put it that way. No. Well, we had no real plans going into this, but the first night we were there, one of the ads popped up on my phone for RuPaul's Drag Race. And I know you're a big fan of that show on TV, which 
therefore makes me a big fan of the show on the TV when I'm with you. <laughs> so we went ahead and snatched up tickets. Now, we go to local drag shows pretty frequently and are usually entertained by them. What were your thoughts on the Vegas version of RuPaul? I don't know if it's because I watched the production of this or and I just knew what to expect. I had such high hopes. I was actually underwhelmed for this show when it was all said and done. And to me, that was a very big disappointment. A lot about Vegas is just so underwhelming to us now. There's just so many different places you could travel to. I mean, unless you're a gambler. I think that's the difference. We're not gamblers. And so the food was okay. We can hit Margaritaville anywhere. I mean, it just was was very underwhelming. Oh, you brought up a good point. I made the comment to somebody from work when we came back from Vegas that literally all that we did was contribute to the food and beverage industry. We didn't do anything as far as gambling. It's just not our scene anymore. No, not at all. So regrettably, we floundered around a couple days until Wednesday night, which some people for Podbash started showing up and our venture started getting a little more lively. Well, you put out on our Telegram group with uh, everyone that was at Podbash, you know, hey, we're out if anyone's around early. Um, We actually went back to the Arts District. We were going to eat and kind of hang out there and then go to Fremont Street. And so um, we had a couple meet us. We we grabbed some food down there in the Arts District. And I'll let you kind of talk about it because you picked the place. (laughs) So I had spotted a ceviche place down there, which sounded really good. You've got me into seafood, which kind of pulls ceviche into it as well with the shrimp. Now, it's kind of a specialty. I'm going to say a Cuban restaurant. Had a lot of Cuban-influenced drinks. But the ceviche we got, to me, was basically a little fruit salad in a martini glass. There was, what, cubed apples and I think like coleslaw sauce. I do not, I'm not know sure what, the fuck what you ordered. we ordered. That's literally all I can remember that was in there. In a martini glass, and it cost $35 with some stale chips. I'm like, what in the actual fuck is this? I was expecting. No, no I was shrimp, thinking, no, no fish, no nothing. Well, as you can imagine, that didn't hold me over very well. So not only was I irritated at spending $35 on some cubed apples, I was also hungry as fuck. So we decided to go back to our local bar there that we've been blowing all our cash at and ordering something off the food menu there. So in the amount of time it took us to finish up at the ceviche place, one of the people off the Telegram group had already popped up and said, hey, we're going to meet you guys down there. Now, when we walked in, these were people that were new to us. I remember showing you a picture and be like, hey, help me look for these two people in the crowd here. Thank God they recognized us. Yeah, we got lucky there. (laughs) After eating our food and hanging out with them for a little bit, then we went over to Fremont Street. And that's apparently where the pre-party for Podbash was starting, because I think a lot of other people were already wilding it up on Fremont Street as well. So the crowd started trickling in. And how much of that night do you remember is the real question. Not much, as we'll elaborate on. So our friends Avril and Levine caught up with us. Crazy parts, I kept introducing him and everybody is Lloyd, which that's not his name either. But for some reason, for the last three years, I've been calling him that. It just, it just rolls off the tongue. You also kept calling him Floyd, too. I, yeah, Floyd started later in the night as I was getting drunker. I do remember that, and that's probably where the memories for me end. Oh, my goodness. Well, I know that I didn't drink a whole lot. Everyone thought that I did, but I really didn't. I just, I, at one point, I stopped drinking and started acting my normal self. Some people in our group thought I was really drunk, let me put it that way. And they kept trying to offer me water and I was like, no, I'm I'm actually good. I quit drinking too and started acting my normal self. On the ride home. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess. I don't remember how we got home. So the, the crazy part is I found a picture of us in an elevator that night and that's kind of my last memory. I actually don't remember that part. So more of the group started showing up. Adam from the Naked Relationship and 
his chaperone showed up. Not Kelly. Someone else was in charge of him that night. I think we ran her off. She got embarrassed and ditched us, I feel like. Well, all at once, there was a herd of about 10 or 15 of us there on Fremont Street raising hell. I tend to um, photobomb a lot of people, so I'm probably all over Fremont Street for the night. I know at one point we were outside of one of the buildings, and there was a group of business guys there. And you started getting in the middle of them and kind of dancing with them and on them. And you walked back over to us, and we noticed that the guys started pulling their wedding rings off. And we're like, come on, guys, that's not going to work. Well, so what's funny is that some of the girls in our group, we were all talking about it because everyone was laughing about it. And I said, you know, here's the thing. How would you handle that, okay? Like, if you're in the lifestyle and you see men like that and you're interested in them, you're flirting with them. I said, for the most part, probably all of us agreed, all us females, is that we'd be like, hey, call your wife. We're going to hook up with you, whatever, and then we're going to go. That's all that we want. We don't want a relationship. We don't want you cheating. You know, like, if you have a hall pass, we just want to know up front. You know, like, and that's what we all kind of were saying. Leave your ring on. It's going to go a lot further with you than... <laughs> We've already seen it. Yeah. We have spouses. We're not looking to take you for your money and your marriage and everything else. That's actually how we've kind of started laying out the rules now. As if, you know, we made the joke about the randos. If I find one, you know, basically have to FaceTime you and have a talk with it. We haven't elaborated on that anymore, but I can't imagine being like, hey, girl, you got to call my wife right quick. That's <laughs> That will probably detour some of it. I don't know, though. We'll cover it more. I just I thought about that the other day, and it's funny you brought that up in that story. But all the wives felt the same way as me. That's the way you lifestyle girls think. You don't think like a vanilla wife or spouse that their husband is out of town on business. You got a different set of rules we play by or you live by. Well, it's because we're not doing anything shady or hiding. Right. I've never had a girl come up and talk to me and me slip off my ring. Granted, I don't wear one right now, but I've, <laughs> you I've never worn one for yeah, several I years. I know. <laughs> don't put me over the burners on that one. I just don't wear one. <laughs> So let's talk about some other stupidity. Somehow, when I'm drunk, I always think I can do cartwheels, and I brought that up. I do not know where you came from. This was the funniest thing, because you are not very limber. Or athletic, let's just be honest. And I have no idea why you thought you could do gymnastics. That's normally my gig. When I'm drunk, I'm like, I could do a cartwheel. I fucking got this shit. It just comes to my head, and I feel all da 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 da, da and athletic, but I, I know I'm not. Now, as quit. <laughs> Are we, you done? We have a video if anyone yeah, there wants we go. to see this. There we go. So Levine does a pretty good cartwheel. His wife does a like a back handspring. So it's my turn since I started this nonsense. Now, in addition to not being athletic, I realize I have really short fucking Barney arms. So <laughs> me being drunk and trying to lean over, you I realize. You can straighten your arms out. I, I know. I, I realize how far down that ground is when I go to stick my hand down there and do a little twirl. I'm like, oh, Jesus. So, But luckily I survived my uh, cartwheel. It wasn't all bad. I'd give it a 5 out of 10. <laughs> so any of you want to know up. what Mr. Flamingo looks like doing a cartwheel, just go throw on that little dinosaur blow-up deal and try to do a cartwheel. Yeah, blow up a dinosaur and push it down. <laughs> That's basically what it looks like. All right, we moving on? Yes, it was very funny. Then we walked down to the uh, Flaming lo Locust. Somebody said that was from Burning Man is where that originated from, was one ah. of the Burning Man camps, and that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Actually, it's not a locust. It's a praying mantis. But it's basically a big metal structure that has flames coming out of it that's tuned to music. So as the music's blaring, it's keeping the same rhythm and flame throwing, which is pretty freaking neat. Now that's when I started cutting loose, is down there. There was a bunch of bicyclists. What, the bike parade with all the neons? Yes. And what, two or three hundred of them at, yeah. you know, one in the morning? And then there was the car that literally stopped in the intersection, got out, and went and did videos of the uh, praying mantis when it was going... <laughs> 
Well, not only was it a car, it was an Uber driver. So the Uber driver and his passenger get out and start taking pictures in front of the flaming mantis. And for some reason, I was like, I got your vehicle. You're good. We got a little crazy on that one. So you're you're missing. You're forgetting we went back all the way back down Fremont Street because we were going to meet Brian and Brennan and some other people. I'm missing a lot. So you're going to fill me in on details because pictures are kind of limited. Yes. You got donuts. Do you remember eating donuts there? Kind of. Do you remember when I got on the floor on Fremont Street? And was like pretzeled up and then my dress got stuck. <laughs> I don't remember that. Damn, there's no pictures of it. I do remember Levine having a acrobatic chick handstand on his head or back or something. One of the girls in the circle, yeah. Oh man, so much happened that night. So somehow with all this wilding, we were primed up and ready to party and ended up at a Cuban bar of all places. Which did not go well. Cuban bar is really on our scene. I can't say this might have been the first or second one we are in, but the music was good and we were all starting to dance and things took a weird turn when we realized... Let me put it this way. We were the oldest people in there by 30 years. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it looked like the senior citizens gone wild or something. I can't say that for all of our group, but you and I and a couple others were pushing the age barrier. We we were definitely the oldest people in there, and we had a shattering halt when... When we realized that Levine lost Avril's insulin kit Yeah, somewhere along Fremont Street in the six or seven trips up and down it. Pure panic hit in. So he went hightailing it out the front door and had a little run-in with bouncers, and another male part of the couple went out and kind of had the same issue, and... You pointed me to one of the doors, and the bouncers let me out there, and you said, follow them, which I didn't even know what was going on. I didn't get that part of the story. It's just one of those deals where I know something's bad when you point and say, go. Well, and the head bouncer, was she was, just, she was being a bitch, basically. There was no reason. He was like, I'm looking for this. I'm retracing my steps. And he was like, i trying to check the front. And she was like, no, you've got to go out that way. And he was like, no, I need to make sure it's not at the front. There's a line. I'm not going back out that way. And so then we got all got kicked out. It was crazy. Well, I know by the time I made it back, y'all were out there arguing with the bouncers. And I'm like, oh, this is fixing to go from one point of ugly to another. Yeah. So we pretty much called it quits after that, didn't we? I think that was the end of the night. Yep. We did manage to find her kit. It was at the, a, first, bar. the first place we were at. Luckily, somebody turned it into the lost and found. So all was good there. So going back to the drunk photos, the next day I'm going through my phone and I'm like, where the fuck is this? What the fuck is this? When did we do this? It's kind of like that scene from Hangover where they're looking at the camera at the end. That's kind of the way I felt. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Luckily I wasn't in, in bed with a line or getting a fight with Mike Tyson. I felt like it though. Well, you did carry Adam on your back a God. little bit too. So My favorite twink, Adam. Yep. So Thursday I had to force you to get out of bed. It was time to check out and move to the new hotel. So we checked out, Ubered two blocks, spent $80 on an Uber, and started <laughs> at the next place, which was the Lexi Hotel. Our room wasn't ready yet because, what, do we get there like a before noon, I think? But then our room wasn't going to be ready till after noon. So we went with Adam and Kelly and one of their friends. On a road trip. I was swearing they were taking us out to the desert to murder us and take our kidneys, which after the night before, neither my kidney nor my liver were in good shape. <laughs> At one point, you looked back, and we all had, all of us girls had our boobs out, filling each other's boobs. So this was just supposed to be an errand run, but we ended up eating at some place they'd found off TikTok, which, what all did they have there? They had pizza, all kinds of different kinds, but then they had donuts. All the food groups right there, that's yeah. all I need. It was really good, though. I would definitely go back if I knew the name of it. <laughs> well, as luck has it, you can't send a group of lifestyle people out without them hitting an adult toy store. 
which we were looking for some pieces for some outfits. What was going to be a quick run ended up being about two hours in the local Adam and Eve store or whatever their brand is out there. I love something. Oh my goodness. It was huge. It was like in this warehouse. It was the biggest one I've ever seen. All of us start going in. Oh, we like this. Oh, we like this. Oh, we like this. We weren't even in the toy section. We were just in the clothing. (laughs) We're going like, hmm. Do we have any glow nights? What can we use this for? You and I were already like, damn, our suitcases are both already 50 pounds. We don't need anything else in them. I know. We did really good. We only bought like three things. What's funny, at one point, Adam was like, hey, I found some butt plugs over there for you. So I'm like, okay, no, thank you. Now, on the trip, he was looking for a phone cord for one of the girls in the group. So while we were there in the toy store, I get this message that said, hey, I found you a six-footer, which he just told me about the butt plugs. He's two people away from him. I'm like, yeah, fuck you and your six foot butt plug. And he's like, what? I said, this message I just got from you. He said, oh, that was for so-and-so's phone cord. That's not talking for about your butt plug. And I said, okay. You, you said butt plugs at first. And I was like, fuck no. And you said a six foot butt plug. And I'm like, yeah, I'm totally out on that one. Yeah. That, that one would be a sex sent me to the ER for sure. That wouldn't have been the only story this weekend of dildos being removed from somebody's ass. And I didn't want to be the butt of that joke. So we get back, and luckily our room was ready, and we got to explore the resort a little bit. So a big herd of our Texas people showed up for us, and that night we decided to take them to the Arts District for dinner. I picked a Mexican restaurant. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, oh, gee, we can't get Mexican food there in Texas uh, any day of the week. Now, with that said, one of our good friends ordered, what was it? Diablo shrimp. Yes. And the waiter said? The waiter was Spanish, and with the most perfect English. He goes, sir, that is very hot. Are you sure? Yeah. Now, the guy that ordered it is Hispanic. He's Mexican. He's Mexican, okay. So he's like, No, hey, he's not Mexican. He gets mad at us for I, saying he's I know, he's so Mexican. he's Hispanic. I don't know. Anyway, close enough. One of the two. But he was like, I'm, I'm the only non-gringo in the group. Give it to me. <laughs> so the guy, the server, the a serv- different guy brings out the plate and says, Sir, please be careful. This is very hot. <laughs> Our friend's like, Yeah, I know. I ordered it. It'll be okay. So the rest of us had tacos or burritos or whatever, and he's got this demonized shrimp, and he takes one bite of it and sits there for a second and goes, Jesus Christ. (laughs) I'm like, dude, take your hat off. Sweat is rolling down, like to the point where I'm like, you want some sour cream? (laughs) His face immediately was just like, I fucked up. (laughs) And you're like, yeah, take your hat off. You're, you're, You're melting here. So the people from the funny. back, the people from the kitchen were looking through the windows to see if he, you know, his head burst. I will say this, though. He powered through him. He's like, screw it. I'm doing it. I'm betting a dollar he won't order him again. <laughs> his ass still probably hurts from that at night. Oh, man, it was so funny. So after nearly killing our friends at dinner, it was time for the Palomino Club. Palomino Club is a high-end strip club there, all nude. Are you asking or telling? I'm asking. Correct. Good job, Kimmy. <laughs> Glad to see you're on board with us. Yep. They bust us there, and we had VIP area upstairs, and very nice. The girls were all good-looking, attractive. Would you have done any of them? I mean, probably. Why didn't you tell me that when we were there? How to throw out more tip money? <laughs> I did tip a lot. Yeah, you did. What's funny is Adam, who is the manager of the Palomino, We were actually introduced to him and his girlfriend from some local friends through a text message chat. So we kind of knew them going in, and Adam was handing you stacks of money to get everybody tipping and tip the girls. I looked over at one point, and you were shucking them off like trying to make it rain. I don't think that he realized it was me that he'd been messaging because he kept walking up, and then I'm handing money out to everyone and be like, here, tip the girls, tip the girls. 
It was fun. To the point where we stayed a little too long. We were having a good time. And all of our friends were like, dude, tell the flamingos to leave. I was thinking you were blowing your allowance when I looked over. I wasn't sure what was going on. You're blowing somebody else's allowance. Yep, that's right. Just saying that, though, admin group went above and beyond for the people of Podbash. They really did an amazing job and really started the week off right. Well, and I think a strip club's always iffy when you have lifestyle parties there, but I do think that our group really enjoyed it because they all got to chat and get to know each other and enjoy the girls and... Everyone seemed like they were having fun. Brian and Brenda thought I was fixing to have too much fun. They were at the back part of the club, and Miss Kitty from our group would need to go to the restroom. So I was like, yeah, I'll walk you to the restroom. So we fought our way through the crowd and kind of walked by Brian and Brenda in the VIP booths and kind of walked in a little entrance to the ladies' room. Both of their eyes were and mouths were just kind of wide open. I guess they thought I was going on into the restroom with her, and I gave her a kiss and was hanging with them for a second, and they were like, we were sitting here watching you just power by going, Jesus Christ, of all the people in the group that are going to get us kicked out, it's going to be Lee with his nonsense. I'm like, oh, no, I was just escorting a friend to the restroom. Yeah, you probably thought about it. Well, of course I did, but I knew better. Yeah. So talk about mingling with friends. We were there in our little circle of close friends, and somebody, a guy came behind me and put his arms around me and started copping a feel, which naturally I just think it's Adam of the Naked Relationship. And I turned to the side, and it's our friends Honky Tonk and Princess from here in Dallas. Come to find out, they had signed up for the event, flew out there, and didn't even tell us. Yeah, that was a good surprise. I was shocked. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, I looked over, I'm like, that's Princess. Wait, what the fuck? And when I talked to her about it, they've known this for about a month and a half. We were actually at a pool party, and she said, yeah, I was having trouble keeping a secret when we were hanging out at the pool party a month ago. But it was fun. They had some of their friends, local friends there, and so we got to meet them. And Texas was real represented that weekend. Not only did our group show up, but we found out there were some from Austin. We had some others that I'd been out on a dinner with from Odessa. So Texas was really well represented. And Lee was the only one that put ass in Texas. Put ass in Texas. Well, honestly, I think the week could have stopped there and it had been a fun weekend. But... It was just beginning. After Fremont Street, oh my God. And then the strip club the night before, I knew this weekend was going to be a rough one. So let's talk Friday, struggling the next day. Friday started off pretty mundane. I went to the gym as usual. What did you do? I went down and had coffee with my group, like always, chit-chatting, making fun of you for going to the gym. We have such routines, don't we? (laughs) We do. You can pretty much set your watch by what we do the first part of the day. So I finally show up and you are already in the groove and roaming around meeting people. And at one point, I had my back to the pool, and I heard somebody cannonball in. And my first thought was, who is this fucking idiot? Because it was cold as balls. And turn around, and who was it? It was me. Oh, that's my idiot that's doing that. I jumped up, and I was like, fuck yeah. It was stupid cold, though. There was only one way getting in. That, that wouldn't have been it for me. Well, you'd had to force me in it. Yeah. Then ran when I got out. I did have fireball shot right before I went in, so that helped. Yikes. I can guess who gave you the fireball shot. Yes. <laughs> They're friends with a twist. Jesus. While this was a good event, something that really didn't jive with me this year was just kind of the layout of the courtyard there. Yeah, again, it was a great event, great location. The people were amazing. But for me, I know the way the cabanas were set up and reserved really kind of took away a little bit, especially as someone with anxiety. It was you know hard for me to just make my way into a cabana and be like, hey, can I sit here? Or, hey, can I interrupt your conversation? So for me, that was really the only down no. thing of the weekend. And I agree because I kept saying... Like, I was really trying to get into it and, you know, be myself, but I was struggling to the point where I was going up to people and be like, I feel like I'm in a funk. I don't know what's going on. I just can't get into this. And 
all the beds, all the cabanas were all reserved. If you didn't have one, you didn't have anywhere to sit. So it was just really weird. It was hard to go into a cabana because they were closed off cabanas. It was a struggle even for me. I know the thing about secrets is while there are cabanas and seating areas, everybody goes to the big pool or hot tub. So you kind of start meeting people there and it's easier to get invited back. But with the pool being not shut down, but just limited use because of how cold it was, you're kind of forced to make your way into conversations or cabanas. For me, that was hard. Now, I did notice a couple the last day that was back behind me, and they were literally at the back of the fence. And the bad part is my anxiety was so high that I didn't actually speak to them. I could tell they were new. I could tell they weren't really mingling really well. I actually reached out to them last week and I said, hey, I've felt bad since I've seen you there because I didn't come up and try to introduce myself and talk. I said I was struggling myself. And they came back and said, hey, thanks for noticing that. But we did meet some people and yeah, had a good time. I actually brought them over from another cabana and brought them over good. to the group and introduced them with a bunch of people. Well, I felt bad because, like I say, my anxiety was high that weekend. I think with the wedding and uh, work travel, I'd kind of reached my max for people. And again, this wasn't the easiest to just interject yourself into a conversation, but I reached out to them and just said, hey, guys, I'm sorry. I'm usually a little bit more friendly like that. Please don't think uh, badly of me. But I do think Brian and Brennan did a good job. They had several pool game, poolside games going on, but it was cold, so it was hard to do in the water. seems like everyone had fun. All three of their events that we've attended have been very well thought out, so we can't knock a single thing about it. The Weather and the pool and the cabana situation, you know, there was nothing they could have done about it. Hell, that was on me, if anything. Let's go through a quick list of the games. One game, I won within like two seconds. Well, tell them what game it is. It was bingo game. So you had to do, they had a bingo card, and you had to have done the stuff like throughout the weekend. And with Pod Bash people, I literally almost had a blackout. And then our friend Chrissy with a K, who was with me the whole time, she won too because I was like, oh, look, we did this. Oh, lap dance. I gave you one. You gave me one. You know, the only thing that we didn't do was an orgy. And it was still early in the day. It was still too early to do an orgy. Is it ever too early to do an orgy? No. Well, I'm, I'm big on timing, so don't catch me before <laughs> noon and don't catch me after midnight. So 12 to 12, get me in that hour and I'm orgy good. And it was about 11 o'clock. So. And I was like, no orgy yet. I haven't seen an orgy. I hadn't done an orgy and I hadn't seen an orgy yet. Those are my two that I didn't do. We've got a lot to cover, so let's just run through a couple of the other ones. There was, what, a male wet t-shirt contest? Oh, yeah. That one I, was pretty yeah, funny. Yeah, I, I know when Brian was like, hey, where are my podcasting cohorts? The girl that I was talking to looked over at me. I'm like, don't you fucking move. I don't even <laughs> want in this. Not my bit. Thank you. Then they had a uh, strap-on ring toss game. We've done that at some of our meet and greets. That's usually a pretty fun event. Oh, yeah. Well, we didn't get to host it this year, but they went ahead and did the sexy shot contest anyway. Now, with not being able to get totally nude, it did kind of limit it a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I know. I couldn't come up with anything clever because I wanted to be naked for every everyone that I did. Well, we were trying to put one together, but again, I've been dealing with a hip that's out. And I'm like, babe, <laughs> I, I worry about dropping you when I'm in good shape. That I, I was scared I was going to pile drive you in this one. I don't know. I think your anxiety was high. You just didn't like any of my ideas. You'll be all right. Yeah, next year. I'm going to have to get a new partner for games. Oh, wait, I did the, I did on Saturday. We'll get that on the Saturday. How's that? All right. So even though I had trouble interjecting myself into conversations, I did get to reconnect with my playmate from last year's Podbash episode. Now, prior to this, I'd been messaging her husband and said, hey, if there was another chance, I would definitely like a chance to play with her again. I know a lot of hot wife people are kind of just for the experience. So yeah. I, I didn't want to overstep my boundaries there. Hey, I had a great time, but I was I just offered it if I was offered another chance, I would jump at it. She and I agreed that we definitely wanted a repeat of last year's performance. 
Now, one thing that she really enjoyed is we didn't get to cover it on the episode, but last year when I gave you the details of what she and I did, yeah. I zip-tied you to our massage table. I put a inflatable butt plug in your pussy and blew it up and then used a vibrator on you while I was giving you the details. And while I was telling her that, she's like, oh, my God, you got to tell my husband about that. So I was telling him. <laughs> now, you came up and kind of caught on to some of it, and I was going through the intricacies of trying to set this up. We had gone to Walmart one night, and I, I know that you can escape from handcuffs. So I was really wanting to make sure you were secured from pretty much everything. So I was buying extra large zip ties and you kept saying at Walmart, what do you need zip ties for? And I said, well, it's for the car. And you said, I've got zip ties. I'm like, I I just need these zip ties. (laughs) And finally I'm like, well, you shut the fuck up. I need zip ties. Just let it go. And you didn't quite catch on to what I was doing until I pulled them out and zip tied you to the massage table. No, because I do have a lot of zip ties. (laughs) I was like, God damn it. Just let me buy zip ties, lady. (laughs) Just let me have my allowance. Let me buy the zip ties. When I was telling them the story, you know, she was kind of getting turned on by it. She was like, the fact that you put that kind of effort into making a... I don't want to say reclaim, but... No, we don't we don't use that. But the fact that I put that kind of effort into making it an event for you when I was telling you about it, she, she was really turned on by that. Yeah. Well, our Texas crowd decided they wanted to go somewhere that their local friend recommended for dinner. So we hop in an Uber with them, and I'm pretty sure we drove to Reno, Nevada. It was supposed to be 10 minutes, Jesus, but it was 30, and then we had to be back, and so we literally got there, moved tables together, ordered our food, and I pretty much had to, like, stalk the waitress to give me a, to pay. It was, it was horrible. So when it was all said and done, our chicken wrap cost $75 between the wrap and the Uber ride. Yeah, not happy. But we had to get back because we had the poker run. Poker run was fun. It's a little bit different than doing it in everybody's rooms, but you and I posted up in the bar, and... I think we are the last stop on the poker run, Yep. which luckily nobody came in with 50-something cards this year. I think they limited it to two, which made it go a lot faster. I told Brenna I wanted to be the end because we do talk with everyone and we chat up. And that night we actually had everyone stick around. They announced the winners and then we did cake for some of the birthday people. And this is the great thing about our group is that we had five birthdays and we had five cakes and sang happy birthday. And a lot of groups, they don't do that kind of stuff. No, it's very personal. And they said, happy birthday, dear, and rattled off like five names. <laughs> so it was it was half the crowd, it felt like. But, well, that night was a pretty sexy theme. They went with the leather and lace this year. I actually like that. And I like that better than angels and devils or anything like that. Because leather and lace, you could go any route you wanted with that. So I really like that theme. And the other fact, we got a bunch of that we already have ready to go. It's not a hard one for us to pull off. Well, after the formal party part of it, we went with some friends up to the playrooms and got them to go check those out with us. So last year, there was a girl, a unicorn that had a bucket list. And this year, she kept telling me she didn't have a bucket list. Earlier in the day, she was like, I actually have come up with some different ideas because I made her, I put her on the spot and made her think of some. Anyways, we got to watch her fulfill her new bucket list item. It was she got in the shower, gave a blowjob in front of a crowd, and then had sex in front of a crowd. Kind of put you on the spot. Like, it's one thing to do it like in a playroom, you know, like having sex in front of people, but... She was literally like the only one performing. It was kind of neat to see her get her bucket list item. After we left the playrooms, you went ahead and you were kind of peopled out. So you went on up to the room and I just kind of hung out. And our group actually ended up all going to the room also. Up on the fourth floor, there was, I guess, the play floor. So I went, I was headed up there and I heard a wreck. And so I sat out on the balcony and watched from beginning to end this wreck. But... That's not why I'm mentioning this. 
It's because here I am on a balcony in lingerie in a chair. I felt like I was a whore in a brothel house just watching out the window waiting for someone to come and give me a dollar. <laughs> like at one point I was like, oh my God, I hope these cops don't see me. Here I am like pretty much naked sitting on this balcony, like leaning over all watching. I got to hang out with a lot of people. It was interesting. <laughs> Come to find out the room I was headed to actually had a window and a good view of the wreck I could have watched in the warmth. I was freezing my ass off. Okay, enough about me. Let's talk about something that we didn't really talk about earlier is that you actually did have a play date scheduled earlier in the evening. Well, I went into this event taking your advice for change and went into it with no expectations. Luckily, after talking with last year's play partner, she and I both agreed that we would like another round this year. I actually spoke to the husband, and he was kind of like, we weren't expecting, you know, to want to play again. But after kind of getting here and you guys hitting it off again, they definitely wanted to do it again. So with both of y'all's blessing, I had it on the schedule to go pick her up. Now I got a text from him that said we are up in the VIP suite. So I go up there, and what's funny, when I get up there, there are three bald, shirtless guys with glasses flogging her. So anyway, she finishes up her flogging experience, and I chat with her and the husband for a few minutes and get permission to go ahead and go to the room. We were going to use her room, but there was something already going on in her room, so we decided to go to ours. Now when we get to the room, she had asked if she could record audio on it, and we realized that she had forgot her phone So we went ahead and played without her phone and just was going to make do. Now that'll come into a different story a little bit later on. Well, you and I joke that we're usually kind of one and done, and that's just because we like different experiences. But this one started off hot and heavy right off the bat. We get in the room and start making out, and immediately I was just like, drop your dress, which she's very subby. Which blows my mind. I can't imagine her being that way. Now, with that said, there was a new level of intensity this year, maybe due to the familiarity, but she was much more vocal than the last time. And I brought that up and she said, yeah, as I gain comfort with you, I'm going to get more confidence. It wasn't a total submission like last year, which was pretty interesting. Yeah, she's more relaxed. Well, I know we don't normally go into details on our play, but was there anything that just stood out with your play with her? Well, you and I had this talk that it literally was like a repeat of last year's. And actually, it was a shorter duration than last year. You and the husband made fun of us for being gone for three hours this year. This year, I was trying to keep it at a little bit of a shorter pace. I don't know. I felt like it. Well, I think I cut it down from three hours to two hours. I'll put it that way. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) My idea of a quickie is two hours. So after I got her out of her dress, she starts going down on me immediately, which is, you know, I like to have my certain pace where I go down on the girl for starters. And after her going down on me for a few minutes... I put her up on the bed, kind of bent her over, and was kind of just fingering her and rubbing her clip from behind. And as she was starting to get into it, I rolled her over. Now, we've had this problem before when I go to go down on a girl on a bed, and she lays on the edge of the bed. I'm at that age where I'm like, hey, I'm not going to crawl around on the floor below the bed. Go ahead and get your ass up in bed. So I took her by the hips and kind of flung her to the top of the bed, which I remembered from the last time how much that excites her as well, just kind of being manhandled. And you like to manhandle. (laughs) Do you think so? Yes. you think that's my bit? Yes. I don't intentionally do it. Sometimes I just like flinging a girl just because I can. Mm -hmm. I've actually had a girl say that she was interested in you, but she was worried because you manhandled a little bit more and she was kind of nervous about that. And I said, he doesn't always do that. Well, give me the heads up when one says that. I would like to be aware of it. But luckily this one, it wasn't a bother to her. She got pretty into it. So as I spent so much time, the prior experience with her, I spent quite a bit of time going down on her. I brought that up to you. You've, I'm just going to talk about your pussy. You've kind of got a big mound and a little bit of an innie. Big mound? Yeah, you got kind of a big mound. What the fuck? 
Yeah, yeah, don't no. be saying that. Yeah, the girls well, do not like that. No, it's not a bad. It's not a bad thing. Each one's each one's individual. And each one's beautiful. But hers is a little bit more of a Audi. You know, she's got some full outer lips and big inner lips, and I could literally hold it and squeeze it up like a pretty little taco. I mentioned a couple times to her fat pussy, which luckily she didn't take offense to it. Well, I do. Well, don't don't. That's a good thing. Now, there's some that just have a total slit and an any, and there's nothing there, which are, in my opinion, really boring. Because, again, I'm very oral, so if I've got something to tease and play with down there, I'm in heaven. And she's very into oral, which you got to find out later. We'll tell that story here in a bit. After going down on her for quite some time, it was decided on that we needed to fuck pretty soon. And, again, like last year, there wasn't anything wild and crazy about it. We started off in missionary. You and I have had the talk recently that too many people knock missionary and our opinion is people just aren't doing it right. I don't like missionary. That is not my conversation. That was you and someone else. I do not like missionary. <laughs> I, I do not know who you've been talking to. You but and, it is no. You know I've had that. Talk. No, it is not me. It is not me. One hundred percent. I do not like missionary, and I really hate it. Missionary when people put my legs straight up. Well, damn. I guess that was a conversation with someone else then. There you go. Whoever it is, please hit him up <laughs> for some missionary. But anyway, since she was fine with it, <laughs> quit laughing. I, I'm, you're getting missionary once we get out of here. I'm going to change your mind. So anyway, I had my hand under her and was basically pulling her hips up and ass up into me as I was thrusting in her and was holding her by the back of the neck, which that went on for quite a bit. Now, at one point, she had an orgasm during the middle of it where we kind of stopped. And what was crazy is I'm not sure if it was me or her, but one of us was throbbing, and both of us noticed that, but neither of us was sure which one was making the throbbing. It was her. What makes you think that? Because usually when you start throbbing, then you're done. Okay. <laughs> Show's <laughs> over. Ta-da. <laughs> Here's the big finish. I can buy that. I thought it might have been me, though. So knowing that you were just kind of milling around, and I didn't want to leave you hanging too long. Again, I tried to keep this a short play session. We... Went back to what worked for us last year, which was her riding on top. And I was having pretty good sensations in my cock, which is pretty abnormal. I mean, I enjoy it all the time, but I'm not usually one to come with other partners. So I was beginning to have some feelings that, hey, I might actually come for a change. So I asked her if we could finish off like we did the year before, which was basically her in a 69 position, which she also told me, she's like, I go a little crazy when I'm getting my pussy licked. So me reciprocating and doing anything to your dick is probably not going to happen. I learned that last year, but again, I like eating pussy so much that I was fine with it. So I basically had her in a 69 position and was jerking myself off and she was helping jerk me off. So as I hit my peak and start to come, quickly she realizes how much I come. Well, I let the first shot go, which probably hit me mid-chest and hit her mid-chest. I noticed she did your trick on the third, fourth, fifth, sixth squirts yep. and put her hand over the top of it like a little, like you're trying to stop a water hose. Yep, or and, put a towel over it. And she was like, oh yeah, I remember this fact too. So we finished with a big spurty mess. With a big bang. Finished with a bang, yeah. <laughs> and I didn't get it on your sheets either. I know, I checked the sheets when I came in. I was going to make you sleep on that side. So as soon as we finished, I knew that I'd probably run into you or somebody else. So I went ahead and brushed my teeth and mouthwashed it down before I escorted her back. Yes, because I don't want pussy breath. So we leave the room and walk outside. And all at once, she kind of throws her arms up and's like, hey, what's happening? So I'm assuming she's running into some friends right outside our room. And lo and behold, it's you. Were you out there perving listening to us? Well, I actually had just walked down the hallway and heard you guys chatting. And so I knew you guys were wrapping everything up. And so I just went and sat by the, the chair by the elevator. <laughs> I felt bad because you're sitting out there. I'm like, oh, you didn't have to sit out there and wait. I was fine. I wasn't there very long. So we walked her back to her husband and called it a night. So what do you remember about Saturday? 
it was freezing. A cold front came through to the point where we were talking about doing our afternoon activities into the inside instead of out by the pool. Well, we knew it was coming, and sure as shit it did. It was gloomy and gray when we woke up. We started that day with our Texas friends. We went to breakfast, and like every other time we venture out with them, we ended up at the adult store. <laughs> I, I think it, the people are going to think we're regulars. Of course it was next door to the breakfast place. That did work out well, and it wasn't the same one as before, so we didn't look like total freaky pervs. But then we came back, and I was a trooper, put my swimsuit on, and went down poolside. Well, that thing about the cold is it really limited your pool games to poolside games from then on. <laughs> One would think. Yeah. Now, I guess say one thing about this is any other event that involved mainly a pool, if it turned cold, it would ruin the event. Not this group. The great thing about this group is everyone was there to make the most of it. So even though we couldn't get in the pool, we were still going to fucking party. Everyone stepped up, played the games. Let's see, what all games did they have? Somehow I was gone. You mentioned they had Pictionary and were drawn on people. Yep, on the backs. Then they did the dating game, two rounds of that. Which that was interesting because they actually had the second one had a couple that had been together 30 years and then a couple that had been together like maybe six years. Neither one of them won. Let me put it that way. (laughs) It was to the end where we were trying to like give them a point. (laughs) It was very funny. Now, one game we did play, I did get a new partner for and I took Adam. Does this guy dislike missionary? Is that why he chose him? Yes, we did not do missionary. I think you did. I'm about to watch the video. I think you did. You realize I've got it on video, don't you? Have you seen it yet? I have seen okay. it. Okay, go ahead. So Adam and I did the most sex positions in 30 seconds, and of course, we won. You guys killed it. Now, here's the deal. You were topping his ass. I, the, the, yes. fir- the first position's him taking you like doggy style, and then you threw him on the ground and went through about 10 positions with you on top of him or with two folding, strokes on folding each him one. on half. I told him, I said, you don't have to do anything. He goes, I can't pick you up. I said, you don't have to. He looked kind of scared, though, for him to <laughs> for him to be such a bottom, I'm assuming. that <laughs> He looked a little worried. And you, and you looked a little bit too professional at it, which is what scared me. I'm not going to lie. I had one of the guys walk up and say, I feel like you've done that stuff before. Now, what's funny, somebody stopped me and they said, you're so lucky to be with her. I'm like, I haven't seen eight of those 10 positions in real life before. So I was like, this is not something we've done. Or have we? And you just don't remember. I'm apparently just in a missionary, so I don't know what the fuck you're doing or who you're doing it with. The guy I cook for. (laughs) I bring over, he brings over the wooden spoon. Jesus. How about some missionary and some fucking good food? Shut up. (laughs) Anyways, okay. So we won that game. (laughs) Then we did a, someone brought a cum squirter game. What is that thing? I'm not sure, but it's got like a dick on each side and you stroke it. And whoever doesn't stroke fast enough gets squirted on, which was funny. It was just water and you're still acting like somebody's dumping a load of cum on you. But here's the thing is I don't like, like even when I shower, I don't like my face getting wet. I literally wash my face with a wash rag because I do not like my face to get wet. Now, I'm going to kick her under the bus, but I don't think Brenna quite understood what the game was because Brenna got down and went to put her mouth around it. And I keep thinking maybe she was playing, but she didn't look like she was playing. And the bad thing is everyone's kind of like, we might let her do this. We want to see this. <laughs> like, no, you jerk it off. You don't suck it, it off. It was one of those, like, everyone was like, no, yeah. I feel bad about bringing that story up, but... <laughs> Nobody else has yet. 
I know we we all kind of wanted to see her give it a blow job, but then again, we're like, no, you're supposed to jerk it off, not put your mouth on it. But yeah, put your mouth on it because we want to see this. So if we're not included in Pod Bash Four, <laughs> it probably has something to do with this story. It was so funny. Now, for me, the highlight of the day had just begun because we were scheduled to do a wet T-shirt contest. But Brenna felt bad and said it was too cold. But you being the trooper you were, you were the only person in the wet t-shirt contest. I said, I'll do it. I'll take one for the team. Were you even there for that one? Yeah, I got a picture of it somewhere. So I get over there, and I rip my shirt off, was all sexy and dancing, and then I cannonball in. Now, that sounds good until I realized it was so cold it took my breath away, and I couldn't even catch my breath when I got up, and I was like, ah. Yeah. The waiter felt bad and gave me a couple shots to warm me back up. Was that in deep enough you could stand in? It was in the very middle, so no, yeah, I couldn't touch. I never thought about that. You'd have to fish me out. Yeah, it was bad. So then, later, all these people that missed me getting in the water came down and were like... Wanted to see you do it again? Yes. This was awesome. Of course, I said, I'll only do it again if someone goes in with me and... The girl goes, well, how many people? I said, eh, at least at least five or six. So they all lined up. They got on the edge of the pool. We were going to hold hands, but one of them did a front flip. And so they all jump in. And here's the great thing is we had this on video. And you've got to post the video because it's amazing. I throw my hands up. I'm like, yeah. And then I slowly start thinking retaliation's a bitch, especially with this group. And you will allow them to come in and no talent. They'll probably squirt on my face. Like, I can't imagine what they would do to me. So then I jumped in real quick. So in other words, you let everybody else jump in while you stood there and went, suckers. I did until I started slowly thinking, oh, shit, they're going to get me back. The video's awesome. Like, say, you're doing one and, you know, the whole crowd is counting. And then everybody, and somebody films it in slow motion. So everybody bails in. And here's Kimmy being like, motherfuckers. <laughs> And then you see my face like, oh, I just fucked up. I got to get in. <laughs> Turnabout's fair play. Glad you jumped in. Yeah, I jumped in. I did. It was actually warmer the second time than it was the first time. Still, fuck that. So in the gym there, there was a pretty cool backdrop picture, kind of a sexy picture of a guy laying on his back, and he's got his legs up in the air, and there's a nude woman laying between his legs or balanced across his legs. And some now yoga shit. Yeah, so I was just wanting to go take some nudes in there. And when we get in there, you say, hey, there's a camera right there. So I was like, oh, fuck. Well, come to find out, some of the other people that went in there actually covered up the camera. Why the fuck I didn't think of that? I don't know. But our friends that had the suite, they're like, hey, come up to our room and take pictures there. So you and I recreated that picture on their pool table. I'm naked, laying on the pool table with my legs up in the air. You are naked, laying across or cradled between my feet and touching the ceiling. I knew... Like, it was kind of a weird position, and it wasn't going to work very long, though. Well, and also my back. I could hardly raise my left leg because of my sciatica or my pinched nerve. I, I was like, get it. And they timed it just perfect. The The pick is amazing, but holy crap, two seconds later, you're coming down on your ass. Yeah. And well, they were trying to catch me, and I was like, nope, yeah. I got it. We're good. Yep. We, t- we took a shoot probably a couple hundred more pictures on their pool table in the room that turned out awesome. But So that was fun. So rolling into that evening, they had a drag queen scheduled for performance. Now, Brenna was tied up, so she asked you if you would do it. I now know the secrets. You've seen behind the curtain. Yes. 
So you go to help the drag queen and I'm kind of milling around and my anxiety was getting a little bit high. So at one point I came up and met you in the room and the drag queen was getting dressed and she's like, oh, you see the magic that goes on behind the scenes now. And I'm like, yeah. So you and her were doing shots. I'm like, oh, this is getting crazy. (laughs) We had a good time. I busted the window open. I didn't bust it open. I opened the window. I opened the window because the AC went off. I don't know what happened. So it was crazy. But we had fun. I kept having to tell her that, hey, we're on a time schedule. Get dressed. (laughs) Get dressed. (laughs) Yeah. Brandon was saying, Kimmy needs to help the drag queen about five. And this is about 630. And Brandon's (laughs) like, I guess we're on fucking drag queen time here because this is not working for us. (laughs) Yep. So while you were helping drag queen, I was needing a little bit of a power nap and going to recharge. Now, I'm just going to bring up, we had the room next to the friends with a twist. So here I am in the room trying to avoid a mental breakdown from anxiety and stress. And I swear to God, they have a circus, a tambourine, an elephant banging on the walls. I'm just like, fuck's sake, people, let me sleep. It got bad enough that I turned the AC on full blast and turned on a hairdryer and hung it next to the bed so I could drown out the noise from next door. Which, (laughs) hey, I'm glad everybody had a good time. Some of our other friends brought up how loud they were. They're like, hey, I hope the Friends with a Twist gets this shit out of their system by 8 or 9 rather than 3 and 4 in the morning when we're going to bed. So luckily I averted a mental breakdown and was able to get a little bit of sleep which I was going to need that night. So the drag queen and the comedian's performances went off without a hitch. You got her ready on time. Yep. Got her up, got her changed, got her put back down there. Then we went back up and changed and back down. I carried high heels for her. I was doing everything. So that night was the Vegas Glitz night. So everybody's outfits were classy and sexy and blingy and bright and you name it, a little bit of everything. Yeah, I'm always amazed at what people come up with. Their personality comes out, of course, in in their fashion. The other thing is it looked like a prom or some sort of event. It didn't really look like a lifestyle event. You know, there, yeah. there was no really scanty, cheapy lingerie. Everybody looked really elegant. But that also brings out a sexy vibe that everybody's ready to strip out of sexy clothing and make the most of it. Of course, it's the last night, so we're getting pictures with friends. You and I did a couple pictures with the drag queen, since you and her were buddies now. Yes. Now, what's funny is she was about six foot 18. She was a big woman. <laughs> I, I give her credit. She kind of squatted down in the picture to make yeah. me not look so short because she was in the middle of us. And I was kind of laughing about that. And I said, hell, not only did you squat down, I said, I had to suck in my belly. And she's like, oh, you bitch motherfucker, please. I'm like, Sorry. <laughs> she's like, don't be talking about sucking in your belly with me. I was like, well, I don't have on 12 pair of Spanx. So. Literally. Dude, I've never seen someone with so many Spanx. I guess you got to reshape everything to yeah, make it what, go, go where it's supposed to. Yeah, gotcha. it's crazy. You've seen what goes on behind the scenes now. Yes. As I mentioned, a bunch of our Texas people came out. We got to introduce a bunch of our local friends to friends from around the state. Our friend Aaron from West Texas, Aaron with an A, he made the comment that all of our Dallas people are really good people. And I said, that's that's what we run with. I was like, you know, we consider y'all good people. The people in our circle are good people. You know, we got some that are kind of on the outskirts of it that they're all right. But our close group of friends are amazing people. Yeah, we vouch for our friends. So as the party was kind of winding down because people were starting to branch off to either go unpack or go play or go do this or that, I talked our group into going upstairs to the fourth floor. One of our friends was giving massages on the pool table. Mm -hmm. And of course, someone says massage, I'm there, especially with the vampire gloves. Well, he had promised you one last year that you missed out on. So yes. You hopped up there, stripped down totally naked, which all of a sudden there was a big crowd when you were naked. Well, I don't know. I guess they were coming in anyway, but you were just like, Yeah, our Texas friends aren't used to me being 
we're a little more reserved here than we are, we are. At, off at events. Yes. And so I was stripped down and they were just like, oh God. <laughs> now it's funny while we were watching him up on the table working on you with the flogger and the gloves and I think even with the massage oil, we were watching your toes curl, which none of them had seen your toes curl before. So they're like, oh, she's enjoying that. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of one of her telltales when her toes or her feet start moving around. Yeah, it was so funny because he would like come up, you know, to check in to make sure I was okay and I was giggling and he'd be like, oh, I kind of like that giggle. And I was like, I can't help it. <laughs> then I got done. It was amazing. I wish it would have lasted all night. You spoiled bitch. I need a repeat. <laughs> he needs to teach you how to do what he was doing. Now you kind of everyone. <laughs> now you kind of broke the ice for the rest of the girls too. They were a little bit uh, nervous about it, but... Well, yeah, that was the thing is that they were a little bit nervous about it because my pain tolerance is so different. But our friend from West Texas, she was just like, oh, yeah, you can't go off her flogging and the way he was doing the nails and stuff. Don't even pay attention to her. And so I finally broke them in. They agreed. They got up there. Of course, they kept their clothes on, but they liked it so much that they both left together. Yeah, you know what's crazy? All at once, our friends were like, oh, yawn, I think we're tired. I think we're going to the room. And we're like, you guys are going to fuck without us. That was literally like the second girl got done, and they were like, mm, all right, we're out. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. Now, they were on the way out, but we had already had a little something set up, kind of tying into my prior night's play, which they would have been more than welcome to hang out and watch, but we had already had something a little bit scheduled when they walked out the door. I don't know that it was scheduled but it had been discussed since your play partner 10 or 15 minutes before yeah Yeah. it wasn't like it was a year-long thing but well you guys since you didn't get a record she was wanting to record for her husband and so you guys snuck off into the bedroom next door the adjoining bedroom we'd seen people milling in and out of it and I brought up to her and you actually ran it by you first if you'd be interested in doing it I caught her and said, hey, Kimmy's going to video us, me going down on you, while your husband's in here watching all this action in the main room, if you're down for it. So she's kind of like, fuck yeah. So we just kind of snuck off to the side room. And again, everybody's kind of using the restroom and doing whatever in the side room. You want to go ahead and get into it? You lifted her up, put her in the corner. I, I haven't done this. I haven't pulled this trick out of my Rolodex in a while. But again, knowing that she likes being thrown around, I backed her up towards the wall. I squatted down. I picked her up and basically put her on my shoulders and my face and started eating her out with her up against the ceiling, basically. Which was kind of weird for me to film because I was like, hold on, where, what are I, let me in here. Did I tell you what I was going to do? No. No? Okay. Well, you did a good workaround though, but you also kind of did a quick scan out and, you know, got a picture of her husband, you know, kind of sitting out there outside the door, not realizing what was going on. Well, and I got some of the guys watching through the door and they were just like, what's going on? You haven't seen the video yet. I gave her head up against the wall for a bit, and I I told you she's a lot like you. You get a little wild. You just don't get noisy. I think you found out really fast what I mean by she gets noisy. Yeah. Well, you threw her down on the bed. And kind of finished. Now, the whole thing went under five minutes. Like yeah. I, I finished it wasn't her, very long. I finished her out uh, on her back on the bed, and we finished up. And again, I did this on her phone. She had asked me if I wanted a copy of it. I'm like, no, this is just for you guys, because they mentioned that they record her and partner's with consent any other time. And I was just like, you're not sharing it with anybody, so I'm not worried about it. So I didn't ask for a copy of it. Now, a week later, he comes back and sends me a screenshot. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty hot. And he actually sends me the video. So I'm like, okay, I am am really glad now that he sent it to me. (laughs) 
I mean, we're going to have to watch it together. We still haven't got to since I've been traveling, but I was actually pretty impressed with it. Are you saying my videoing skills your, was good? Your video skills are pretty good. The only thing that was kind of missed is when I put her on the bed, she likes to squirm around a lot and be dominated. So at one point I reached up under her and held down her arms while she was trying to squirm around from me. Now what's crazy is there's a couple times in the video, even watching it, she rears back like she's fixing to punch me. I'm like, oh, there's some Kimmy coming out in that. Did you share some Jameson with her? Is that it? Yep, I did. I wonder how our friends would react if we had gone in there and recorded that with them. That might have thrown them off because it's not something we do at the normal parties. No, I think that, I don't know. It would have been interesting because we're, like we are, I don't say we're reserved here, but we we're not out there. We're not naked. We're not doing that kind of stuff. <laughs> but anyways, they went and had fun. I'm pretty sure of it. So after we finish the video, we go back to the main room. Again, we we're trying to be all covert about this. Now, when she and I finished up, I don't know how else I can put it, but it was all in my beard and everywhere else. I was thinking we're going to hightail it back to the room, but it was also the end of the night. So we're kind of shaking everybody's hand and giving hugs. And I'm really trying to be good about you know, well, uh, hugging well, off offset here. And also because you know that that's one of my big things is no pussy breath. And so you're like, oh, my God, it's going to be in my beard, you know. There wasn't much I could do at that point about it. No, you were trying. But things were winding down. We said our goodbyes to everybody. Now we make our way to the elevator. And who do we see but our friend that hosts the pineapple play date coming back from the playroom in his wife's dress. Yes. Now, you can wear what you want, but I was kind of taken back because he had this on. But the reason he had it on was because they had been playing and his Uber Eats tacos were downstairs. So all he could find was her dress to go down and get the food from Uber Eats. When I say Texas was well represented this week, <laughs> hey, yeah, I mean it. I mean, can you imagine... Oh, uh, that guy, that poor Uber Eats guy was probably like, what is happening in this hotel? <laughs> it was Vegas. He's probably seen stranger things that night. A taco run at three in the morning. Something weird is going to happen. <laughs> so that was a lot to cover in one episode. Again, very glad we got invited. Been an amazing three years with this group. And I know we didn't even cover a lot of it, but I think that one thing I do want to say with this group, because I've heard some other podcasters say some stuff is that this group, we're not here to teach a class. We are literally here to party with our listeners and our friends. And we all are a tight-knit group, I feel like. We welcome everyone in. If anyone has anything they want to do or try or anything like that, we want to all make this event where someone can go peg someone if they want to peg someone. If someone wants to go have sex in front of people, then we're going to make sure it happens. And despite the name of it being Podbash, this is not an event about podcasters. You made the joke that someone was wearing our giveaway this year, which was a little flamingo ornament in a swing, was wearing it around his neck. And somebody else said, oh, those swinging flamingo people put those in the bag. And you're standing right there by them. And nobody said, oh, that's that's her. And you didn't have to pop up and say, oh, yeah, that's us. It was just, no. it's, it's a party. It's not yeah. about teaching. It's not about podcasting. It's not about kissing podcasters' asses. It's just a fucking party for friends. So overall, how do you, how do you feel about this year's? Another great event. As I mentioned, a little bit awkward as an introvert trying to work myself into some groups. But also, again, I went into it with no expectations, had an amazing fucking time with you and another beautiful lady. I uh, got to hang out with some badass friends, got some new experiences, got to see some other people's new experiences. For me, it was a win-win. For me, obviously, I had fun. I think it had more of a hotel takeover vibe to me 
the hotel had so many rules. I didn't like that. So I know next year, if we are invited back, it's going to be at a sex positive place. It's no secret. It's going back to secrets <laughs> next year. So it's out there. <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad. So everyone, please reach out to us. Please come. Please book this since we already know where it's at. But definitely come because this is such a fun event. Now. Let's go Flamingo. Thank you for listening. Please reach out to us and let us know your thoughts. If you're interested in reaching out to us, you can find us on Twitter at SwingingFlamin1. We are on Instagram as Swinging Flamingos. We can also be found on Facebook as Swinging Flamingo Podcast. Be sure and check out all the other great shows on Full Swap Radio and be sure and grab our sexy merch available on FullSwapShop.com. And as always, let's go Flamingo! Yep, he pretty much is just came home, said I'm out, and he's my stomach's growling. <laughs> but 